You're listening to the Soul Ties Podcast with Kenyon and Takar Martin, counselors and authors of Journey to Freedom, The Soul Ties Detox. We bring awareness to toxic relationships, encourage singles growth, and improve couple strengthening. We specialize in repairing the people that relationships broke. And this year, our goal is to see 10,000 hearts healed from toxic relationships. Join us every week on Facebook Live, Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. You can also send your questions to Instagram at AskTheMartins and Twitter at AskTheMartins. And for more information on the 10,000 Heart Healed Initiative, booking information, or our services, visit thesoultiesdetox.com. Now, let's get get into today's today's episode. Welcome, everybody. We are Kenyon and Takara Martin, relationship counselors, and you are tuning in to the Soul Ties podcast. This is our way of giving back outside of our counseling and office hours. Yes, ma'am. So we come on every Wednesday to answer relationship questions to give you great advice and feedback. As counselors that have a mission, our mission is to repair the people that relationships broke. And in 2018, we have a goal to see 10,000 hearts healed from soul ties and toxic relationships. How are we going to find 10,000 people to heal? Guess what? The first way is through our book, The Soul Ties Detox. Yes. You can find more information about that at thesoultiesdetox.com, but it's a 40-day program that helps you break free from the relationships that have broken you. Yes. The second way is through our master's class. If you've been tuning in, you saw the very beginning, the master's class where we are helping people rediscover themselves the way the master sees them. And then finally is through you. You are the disciples of healing. Our followers, our people, our friends here on Facebook and everywhere that we are, we consider it a privilege to work alongside some of you and as well as work with you all through counseling. And if you know anyone, if you yourself needs healing from toxic relationships, from soul ties, getting over a bad divorce or anything like that, go to the soultiesdetox.com, send them to the soultiesdetox.com, and we would love to have y'all and your friends and your family join in on the movement, 10,000 Hearts Healed, all right? All right, we can't do that by ourselves. Now, today we're gonna get into something a little bit different. You know how we do it. We always answer the questions that are sent to us. Now, we were sent a very interesting question. Uh, It was very simple, it was very straightforward, and they just asked, what is your take on the five love languages? Right. Now, at first I was like, okay, that's a bit weird. I mean, <clears throat> where are you trying to get at? Right. But the idea is is that it's, it is really a great launching point to launch a series of protecting yourself as a single, uh, protecting yourself while dating, protecting your vulnerabilities. <clears throat> and so what we've done is we, we, we know that we have dealt with couples. Right. And, and and how it's used to relationship build in the five love languages, if you've ever heard of them, we're right. going to go through them real quick. But we've also dealt with singles. Mm-hmm. We've also dealt with people who needed the healing, who needed to realize why, why what, what is that power they have over right. me? Exactly. What, what part of the soul tie, if you will, are they connecting with that continues to keep me bouncing back or keep me going back in? It's this point that is vulnerable, this point of vulnerability that we began to coach them through and realize that this is the way you receive love. This is the way you identify love, uh-huh. but this is also a 
gate of vulnerability. Mm-hmm. So for the next few days. Your love language is your gateway drug. Your love language <laughs> is your gateway drug. Right. If you've read our books, <laughs> you understand why that makes sense. Right. But right. yes, your love language can be your gateway drug. Right. And so what we're going to do for the next couple of days, we're going to, it's five love languages and in five days we're going to cover them. We're going to be on today, tomorrow, and then next Wednesday, Thursday, and possibly Friday. Yes. Okay. And what we're going to do is we're going to cover each and every one of them. Now, if you're familiar with love languages and you know your love language, fantastic tune in raise your hand raise your hand in here or hit some hearts if you know your love language awesome yeah absolutely absolutely now if you don't know your love language then we have something for you Uh uh-huh what you want to do is go to the the soul ties detox.com forward slash love language forward slash love language now the, the, the link is actually in the description. You can actually just click on that as well. Right. And what you'll do is you'll take a, 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 a simple test. Right. Uh, given by, um, from the site of Gary Chapman. Right. And what did you do, babe? Well, so what it is is that the love language is broken down. You got love languages for yourself, for couples, for pets, for children, whatever. <laughs> we wanted to make it simple. And so what we did is we linked uh, Dr. Gary Chapman's link for singles on our website so that way if you're a couple obviously you can go directly there and do that yourself but for us because we're talking about broken hearts and broken people a lot of the majority of people that we deal with are single are dealing with with brokenness and so i made sure that we put the link to the singles love language on our website so that's the soul ties detox.com forward slash love language and again it's in the description but again we wanted to make it as simple as possible for you to jump on in there and begin that assessment so after this take it we'll cover one love language today after this you want to take it and then um make sure that you're here each and every day to make sure to see where we're going to cover your vulnerability yes 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 now the five love languages just for kind of a recap here the five love languages is a fantastic book written by dr gary chapman he actually um was a guest lecturer in one of my classes a while ago um a a long while ago but by dr gary chapman fantastic book i always recommend it uh to couples and uh the five love languages are number one they're uh-huh. receiving gifts right number two quality time yes number three words of affirmation number four acts of service and number five physical touch again receiving gifts quality time words of affirmation acts of service and physical touch and the premise of the book is to help or, or at least the original book before it just blew up into different areas right <laughs> the premise of the book was to help you um heal a relationship however mm-hmm. <laughs> what about single people right okay what about singles who are dating how do we deal with this because here's the thing you don't obtain a love language once you get into a relationship right it doesn't just magically appear <laughs> like now that i'm married let's talk about my love language exactly it doesn't even begin there you actually grow up and you begin to understand that that one thing now all of them we respond to right but there's one or two preferable languages if you will that we naturally the core part of us we actually respond to without even thinking unconsciously innately naturally it just goes ahead it gets us and so the thing is if you're single Mm -hmm. how do you 
deal with that because that's a part of the courting process. Um, you know, someone accessing your love language, but how do you protect yourself from that right. as well? Especially if you automatically, if it's a knee jerk reaction, if this is something that turns you on and now you, now we're talking about capturing every thought, right. take every thought into captive, into captivity. How do we do that? If we don't know we're even thinking it. Well, and that's the thing. Like when we're counseling individuals, I think one of the most eye opening pieces of going through a certain process with people is getting them to a place where they understand themselves and then furthermore understand how it is that they have been affected why they've been impacted and a lot of times it's not because you're crazy and you always hear me say it it's not because you're too clingy it's not because of anything or you know other than the fact that you mm -hmm. just didn't understand what it took to get to you and either you've been made to feel like that wasn't right or you've been made to feel ashamed of it right 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 and so then like by the end of it you're broken and going through relationship after relationship getting broken apart not really understanding these very basic principles and thank god for dr gary chapman for bringing this absolutely to light. absolutely as a matter of fact if if you're not careful Mm -hmm. Your love language can be perverted. It can be twisted in a way that puts you in places of shame. It puts you in places of being misused, abused, and even exploited. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? So exactly. this is what we're going to be dealing with. And we want to make sure that you guys get this. Yeah. Because this is something that a lot of people don't talk about. We always talk about how we can do it better together, how we can get together. But no one really talks about, okay, if this is part of who you you are because this is love language is kind of uh, um, a, a piece right. of the whole uh, a whole uh, uh, package that is you. Mm -hmm. But if we don't talk about this part of us, how can we defend it? Yes. How can we grow it? How can we become better at speaking to other people? But how can we become better at not allow not allowing ourselves to be exploited through it? Okay, does that make sense? Exactly. And yes. I see a whole bunch of people here. Hey, Mina. Hey, Latasha. Hey, Latamara. Hey, Judy. Hey, Tawana. Phyllis. And A. Okay, I just wanted to go uh, ahead. Like and, a Norman. A Norman. <laughs> 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 Let's get into this. We got okay. people here waiting. The very first one. The very first one. Is receiving gifts. Receiving gifts. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to break this down. Go ahead, babe. No, I was just going to say, you know what I mean? I like interaction. So, like, hit us with some hearts if you know that your love language is receiving gifts. If you do not know, go to the soultiesdetox.com forward slash love language. After this broadcast, though. After, After this. this broadcast. After this. All right. And then but, you can come back to it. Yes. Yeah, if that's your love language, hit us with some hearts. I'm okay. always excited to see. So what is receiving gifts? Because I think a lot of people misinterpret receiving gifts as a materialism or materialistic, all right? So mm -hmm. I want to actually break this down so that you can understand and, and really kind of understand why this turns us on. Yes, ma'am. Well, and then before we get into it, though, because I think... The common misconception for centuries and centuries has been that every woman's desire is to receive gifts. Oh, there's so brothers you get, out there, too. Oh, okay. Sorry. Every... But no, 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 no. I'm a woman, so I can only speak for women. No, no, no. I'm saying, Women's. I'm saying that you're right, but uh, that, I'm, um, you know, contrary to that belief, there's brothers out here who likes gifts. And yes, everybody likes gifts, but the misconception has been that every woman... Her love language is, is gifts. And so, listen, no work needs to be done to learn her. Just right. give her gifts. Diamonds are a girl's best friend, right? Right, right. And so that's the thing is that a lot of us probably mistook our love language for gifts. 
and wonder why we were never fulfilled. Well, right. that's the thing. Guess what? Everybody's love language is not gifts. But if it is, that's what we're covering right now. We all respond to, again, we all respond to all of them. I like, I like a lot of stuff, but there are specific things that, that are a core part of who I am. Yes. Now, what is receiving gifts? Receiving gifts is the sentiment where affection is demonstrated by commemorating your significance with a tangible gift. Mm-hmm. Here's what that looks like. Let's just say it's your birthday and someone says, hey, listen, you're special to me. That means this day is special to me. So I will memorialize or commemorate this day by giving you a gift, something right. for you to hold on to. Right. It has nothing to do with how much the gift is or how big or, or small it is, but it has everything to do with the effort. As a matter of fact, there are a few things. The gift's not about uh, big or small. It's about the thought. The yes. effort, the action, and the sacrifice. Those of you who are turned on by receiving gifts, you know whether somebody put themselves into that, whether they right. put their foot into that or not. Right. Or you know whether they, you know, how many mommies like to get that 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 card that the exactly. baby make? You understand what I'm saying? I like the card my husband make. Like, I just, exactly. <laughs> I like, yeah, it's the meaning behind it, the sentiment. Absolutely. So those who, who like receiving gifts, that really gets, that really speaks to the core part of them. Um, whether it's great or small, the gift is a memorial or a personal um, personal significance of affection. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's it's a memorial of that personal significance, and it's affection. It's right. an affectionate memorial. Okay, yes, ma'am. Are you done with the definition? Because I just have a. Go ahead. Okay, so the thing is, though, and what we always have to be careful of is because if our love language is gifts. Right. One thing that my husband has always taught me is that most of the time we give the type of love language that we actually want to receive. Absolutely. And so a lot of times, if this is what this means to you, think back to being in a relationship or if you're in one right now to the fact that you're, you know, actually presenting gifts to people because that is your love language too. Absolutely. And so that's just something just to pay attention to in your understanding and learning about who you are, because we'll obviously get into how that could also, you know, be hurting you. But I just wanted to throw that in there. That's all. Absolutely. Someone you can actually, if, if if someone is really kind of wide awake to who's around them, if they woke, if they woke, they can actually sense what that is. Now it's not a bad thing, but what we're going to do is we're going to break down how this gives access to you, how it can hurt you, how it can be perverted and how you are to protect your heart while having and taking care of this gift. Yes. Okay. So, This gift has access to you. How does it have access to you? Well, it has access because you feel significant enough for them to take the effort and make the sacrifice to give you something to to commemorate that significance. Yeah, it makes us feel good. It makes you feel good. It makes you feel received. Yes. It makes you feel loved. It makes you feel special. And to be honest, it's not something that's going to be an initial issue. Um, Someone who's really giving gifts and who's going to be thoughtful is going to learn you first. And then hopefully. they're hopefully, but they're going to give you these gifts. And, and, you know, it could be a single rose. You could be, you know, a, 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 a love letter, whatever the case may be. It'll be something that says, OK, you took time. Right. And effort. Right. And even expense, depending on what it was. Right. And that's and that's where you see people are like, oh, man, my gut, my goodness. Why, why did they do this for me? Mm-hmm. 
how you know you see people melt like right. wow she did this for me that's amazing or he did this right for me that's amazing now and, and there's nothing wrong with that but you need to know that that's why it accesses you because it this is a particular thing that makes you feel if this is your if this is your love language, it's a particular thing that taps into the core of you and the core of how you feel about yourself and being received yeah. and accepted and connecting to someone else. If Does that it's, make sense? Yes, it's access. And so if it's your love language um, and you have walls up, if someone intuitively yes. speaks to your love language, walls come down. Just so you Sometimes might open up a other things come down. <laughs> but walls tend to come down if someone is speaking to you in your love language intuitively. And so that's why that's what that access is. It's those walls coming down and that person getting free reign into your vulnerabilities. Absolutely. Now, how can this hurt you? How does this hurt me if this is who I am? If this is not is above what I like, it's what I receive. Yes. We have to be we have to be careful with how we deal with these here because this is who you are on a very deep level. Okay. Right. This is what you receive. Exactly. Okay. And what you see as now, I, I want to make sure that we're clear. This is not love. These are representations of love. These Correct. are sentiments. These this are is, demonstrations of love. Thank you. It is how love is demonstrated to you. Absolutely. Very and this is how we receive it. So how can it be? How can it hurt you? The number one way it could keep you blinded and confused. What do I mean by that? When you're receiving gifts all the time. Right. To feel significant. Um, but that's the only way that you do feel significant. What happens is, is that you tap into what your normal mode yes. of receiving love is and you're ignoring everything else that's going on. And, and you continue to like you ref all red flags are down. You continue to feel like, um, you know, I don't know what's wrong with them. You know, you, you guys have ever been in that relationship where everybody's telling you, okay, something's wrong here. Something's going on here. Absolutely. Well, this is one of the ways in which they keep, if they access that. Right. And they're always in a place where they show you no love. Uh-huh outside of this right here right and this is what you're so familiar and comfortable with you will miss who they are because you're only right here you're blinded by what you're receiving exactly what and we talked about this what last year when we were talking about uh the being in a relationship with a narcissist right right normally it all starts out with a lot of just whining and dining gifts you know treating you to the finer things like that and it's not necessarily a narcissist it could just be someone who is a toxic person right but how they grip you a person like everybody says they send their representative and if someone is uh, materialistic themselves, guess what? They're going to feed you what they want and out of a love language too. Even if it's a toxic love, that's how they're going to feed you. And one of the easiest ways to feed someone a, in a love language is through those gifts. And so when you're there, a lot of times what will happen is it puts your blinders 100% on because it's a whirlwind. That's why they call it a whirlwind. It makes you dizzy. It makes you lose all sense of consciousness. Absolutely into discernment of who that person really is if mm. you're not careful and so 
if they're throwing gifts at you and you're not guarded, if you're not paying attention, like he just said, a lot of those different things, those red flags, yellow flags, do mm. not pass, go flags, begin to completely wash away because they have succeeded in their representative as pulling the wool over your eyes, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's good. Oh, that's good. That's good. I ate off of that. Okay. So the first time, so the first way is being blinded and confused. Yeah. The second way is quid pro quo. Quid pro quo. Okay. Because gifts are a tangible thing. Right. And because, you know, it's a tangible, and for a person who receives gifts, they're really receiving the sentiment of affection. Mm -hmm. They receive it. And if you're not careful, you can compromise yourself because you feel like you're getting love. So I must give them whatever it is that they want. Yeah, that could be very dangerous, especially early in a relationship or even deep in a relationship when you continue to give someone something. Yep. Knowing that you deserve more and better, but because they continue to feed just this one aspect that you're most familiar with, mm -hmm. you're going to always bounce back and say, okay, well, this, I give you this. I'll give you my loyalty. I'll give you my faithfulness. I'll give you my sex. I'll give you my money. I'll give you my attention. I'll give right. you everything that I have of me. Right. But it's not really as a matter of fact or, or a matter of, you know, promoting the relationship, it's a matter of responding to what they gave to you. You're actually bartering and trading. Yes, ma'am. For us um, super safe people, it becomes very works-based. It becomes very, very, it, and it puts you in a place of obligation. Yep. And so a lot of times, I, you know, I grew up in church. I grew up believing that I had to do everything in order to earn God's love for me. I had to do that in order to earn salvation. I had to work. And if I wasn't working seven days a week in my church, if I wasn't working, um, all of this stuff, giving back to God the way that my church mandated me to, it became very works-based in that I believed that God did not love me. I could not do enough. So guess what? When I got into relationships with people that gave me stuff, that gave me gifts, that gave me things, even though that wasn't my love language, it still made me believe that on the end of it, I had to give something back to them. I was obligated to give them all of me, like he just said, because that was the quid pro quo type of relationship that I grew up believing in God. And that's, you know, number right. our first relationship, right? And so every relationship from then on, when I began to think about this right here, every relationship that I had became works-based because it became a, okay, well, he did this. Well, I got to do this. And then it caused me to ignore the other negative stuff that they did because I was too busy accepting the bad stuff, but because they were giving me gifts, I had to just roll with it and just keep, keep giving myself to that person. Right. Absolutely. And then that goes from quid pro quo to actually being bound where you feel like because they have given of themselves, they yes. have sacrificed. And yes. then there's this material object that shows that this is what they did. Mm -hmm. You feel bound to stay with them. Yeah. Even if you don't feel good exactly. about them. So yeah. those are the three areas mm. you have blinded and confused. Uh, quid pro quo and then actually being bound yes. through your love language as a gift. So we went through how it can hurt you, but let me talk. Let's take this a step further. 
Uh, just as a recap, blind it keeps you blinded and confused. Right. There's a quid pro quo and exchange there. And then you become bound because of what you continue to receive. Exactly. And here's the problem with that. As long as a person can't afford you tangibly but can't afford you intangibly, Ooh. all they'll do is continue to give you things that tap into your nature. And you want to be careful about doing that. But then it goes a step further. How can this get perverted? Wait. Or twisted. But you said if a, as long as a person, you said they can afford you tangibly, but can't afford you. Intangibly. That's they good. really can't afford your heart. They can't afford the things that you want and need and desire in a relationship. They can't afford all the things that you've been asking for. And as soon as you ask for it, they go and find you something else and say, well, hey, listen, I got you this. I'm about to bounce. You see what I'm saying? Yes. And then they begin to make you feel bad. Mm -hmm. um, for that and like you wonder why but sometimes they don't understand too right a lot of times um, aside from the toxicity uh, that we sometimes get into sometimes people really don't comprehend anything other than gifts right you know Absolutely. what I mean and so they just continue to give and it's like no but I said I don't want this like <laughs> right right and here exactly exactly but I want to make sure that we're clear about this because I see someone says uh, Michelle said material things aren't a weakness of mine fantastic I want to make sure that we make make it clear that receiving gifts is not about the material things of it it's about the memorial it's about commemorating something with that effort and that sacrifice right all the usually people who are in this mode of, of love language who has this as a core they actually look at what you do right and look at what you've given up in order to give them that thing and that thing that trinket that that diamond or that toy or that card whatever car, that, yeah. that dying flower it becomes precious to them because they see more to it than just the material part of it i just want to make sure we get that very clear because this is one of the ones that get really really messed up okay i just wanted to say let the record show that receiving gifts are not my love language. But if Kenyon Martin decided to go and buy me that champagne color Porsche Panamera, I would accept it. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> I'm glad to know that, babe. I'm glad to know that. I'm glad to know I can demonstrate affection in that way. Yes. All right. But here's the thing. Here's how it can become perverted because that was a good piece that you brought up, uh, Michelle, was in the, in the sense that it becomes materialistic in a sense. We begin to misunderstand our love language with gold digging. Mm, yes. Okay. Now, I want to be clear here. And, and this is what happens because th this, is, this, is, this is so very important. This is when perversions means twisted. Mm -hmm. Okay, it means to take something that's natural, that's right, that's okay, and twist it to something that's dark and right. perverted. Right. Okay, and so what it is, it it begins to be looked at as gold digging. Now, what gold digging actually, it is not gold digging because what gold digging actually is, it's a survival mechanism of trying to obtain goods in order to continue to to live the level that you want to live. Right. It is a survival me mechanism. It's it's a lot like prostitution. Prostitution is not giving of affection. It's a way of obtaining. Good. Exactly. You understand exactly. what I'm saying? Yes. But what happens is if you're not careful, someone will shame you and make you feel like you're a gold digger when all you're really doing is you're receiving the affection. You're not really looking at the gifts. Does that make sense? I want to make sure that makes sense because if you don't know that this is your love language, you will be messed up up and and thought and and, and and blamed for being a gold digger and there's two outcomes of that go ahead and I'll tell you the two outcomes no absolutely I mean I, I remember there was one couple that we were talking to 
and you know one of the love languages was you know hey I'm they would like a gift they would like some kind of token of affection and a lot of times men will mistake that and be like oh so you just want me for my paper you just want me for my money right and if someone is not intuitive and understands that this is what they're after they're and they haven't even like understood what a love language was if they're after some form of affection and that's how they receive affection but they do not know a lot of times you'll get into those relationships where it's like, well, shoot, I can't afford that. I can't do that for you. You know what I mean? Like right. you, are, you want something extra and you want that dude down on the street or you want that lady who's just going, you know, shopping, uh, fix you up, like stuff like that. And that's not the case. When you are intuitive and in tune with your love language and what you desire, you can communicate then to that person, like, listen, I'm not asking for, you know, diamond houses and cars. You know, for me, what I like, I like to receive blah. And you name the types of things that represent your love language to you. Because just because you like gifts, it does not mean you need diamonds. You might like somebody to take you and I don't know, something simple right it could be simple like you said it could be a card it could be the fact that he wrote you a love letter and handed it to you it could be a fact that he made you a valentine's day card went and got you some flowers those sort of things and so if you do not know you will be shamed into feeling like you want something other than just that affection absolutely absolutely and that's very important to understand most people whose love language is receiving gifts isn't it isn't about the gifts. It's about the show of, of affection. But two things can happen when it becomes perverted. Number one, if you don't know your love language as a gift receiver or a person who likes to receive gifts or who is receiving affection through that, then what that can make you is somebody shamed you and said, well, you a gold digger. The one way that can happen is that you receive that and you say, well, I'm a gold digger. This is what I'm going to do. And you begin to live life in that area. But it will be a lie because what happens is that you won't be able to hang with other ones because it's not a it's not not a mode of physical survival it's a mode of emotional survival right and you begin to receive it from each and every person with the whole everything that goes on the quid pro quo the binding the yes, bound being absolutely. bound or whatever the case may be the second way which is really hurtful is if someone has shamed you for being that kind of person or for just understanding um um you're having a love language understanding love or an affection in that way you can suppress your love language in order to be in a relationship mm -hmm. and go through that relationship unfulfilled. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So those are the two ways it can be perverted. Yeah. Okay. That, that's so, that is, that is so very, very, very important. And I see uh, Renadia's question, um, question. Or, or, or the statement. What's well, the question in the statement, but yeah. Um, but, uh, we're, what we're talking about is understanding your love language as a single because you need this is not about because if you're single you're not really supporting a mate you're you're what you're trying to do is you're trying to protect your vulnerability and right. keep it from being perverted or right. keep yourself from being used through it because this is listen can, can I be real right here be real listen this is your emotional spot all right now let I me let me say that. <laughs> let, <laughs> let me let me just let me just kind of I didn't know that. Listen people. Okay. You're not going to you're not going to just flaunt your spot to whomever asks about it or asks for it. you shouldn't. 
You see what I'm saying? And so this is your emotional spot. This is that place that's in that intangible, intangible place that gets you connected and bonded. Okay. And giving or receiving gifts is it, really hard to explain because you're really talking about an intangible feeling right. from a tangible object or a right. tangible items. Does that make sense? Right. Okay. So how do we protect our hearts? How do you guard yourself? Because yes, the whole idea for this is that how it can hurt you. We understand how it helps. Receiving gifts makes us feel good and wonderful and beautiful. But if we're single and we have found ourselves in broken relationships, we found ourselves in toxic relationships, we found ourselves completely just broken because we did not understand this, how can we protect ourselves to make sure that we're not giving access to us to the wrong people too soon, too quickly? Absolutely. So number one, oh, that's so good. Number one, know that receiving gifts is your access. Mm -hmm. Again, go to the link in the description. If you don't know whether it is or not, go to the link in the description and go ahead and take the little quiz. And if it's not, then hang around because we'll be back tomorrow yes. and next week talk to talk about the other ones. But in the meantime, you have to know that this is your access. If you don't know the door to your vulnerability, if you don't know that that there is an open window to your house, then how do you guard it? Exactly. How do you keep something from coming in that you really don't want in? Mm -hmm. So you got to understand that that's your access. Number two is you don't feel bad or apologize for it. Yes. When you begin to feel bad and apologize for who you are on that level or how you understand or receive um, um, affection, Mm -hmm. And what you, you, you allow yourself to let somebody or you allow someone else to twist it and manipulate it and even pervert it to where you end up, um, um, you know, disregarding it or over regarding it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Okay. That goes into the gold, gold digger piece. Number. So number one is know that receiving gifts is your access. Don't number two is don't feel bad about it. Number three is now that you understand that it's your access and you don't feel bad about it put boundaries on it thank you put boundaries on it don't receive gifts from just anybody and don't receive gifts just because you like them or you've been dating for a few months you got to put boundaries on that mm -hmm. go ahead babe well two things the first thing i'll say is that if you're in a situation where you're not sure about that person kenyon always puts it like listen if you can't give them your pin number to your bank you cannot give them your heart right now okay Period. That's just right. You know, right now. We're not trusting. Well, you were talking about kids. Well, that's the same thing in your heart. Never mind. Right. Absolutely. But, and that's the thing. If you are not certain 100% about that person and it is still very early on in that relationship, create boundaries in that if gifts are your love language, pay attention to if gifts come too soon, if gifts come too frequently, if gifts seem to be the only way that they know how to communicate with you, if they're always talking about what they got, the materialistic things that they got, and then trying to include you in that, what they can provide for you through gifts, those kind of red flags, I'm sorry, those kind of alerts should be sounding alarms in your heart because it's like, listen, okay, that's my love language. If he's not serious, I need mm. to guard that. So now guess what? If they try to give you things, hey, listen, I really like you, but in the meantime, while I'm just getting to know you, I'd rather not receive any gifts. Let's just hang out. Let's just get to know one another. Awesome. See how they respect those yes. boundaries. See how they do with that. I'm going to tell you right now that Takara Martin failed at this miserably about respecting boundaries because when Kenyon and I were dating, <laughs> I love his build. He is tall. He's big and beefy. And so I was just like, 
oh, he's going to look good in a jogging suit. And then I'm going to get him some of these Nikes. And so I dressed him with my eyes. And I'm like, I'm going to buy him this outfit. And so I was like, hey, what's your address? I'm going to send this to you. He was like, why do you want my address? And I was like, well, I just, I had a gift coming for it. I wanted to send you something. He was like, I don't let people buy me stuff. And it wasn't even like, hey, respect my boundaries. It was like, no, I don't let people buy me stuff. And I was just like, <laughs> but I wanted to. True story. Like, it really true story. I was just like, but I wanted to. I feel like it would be nice. I think it would be cool. He was just like, I'm just, I'm not like that. I don't believe in people buying my affection or my obligation. I don't like people buying me stuff. I did not give up. And by the end of it, I still ended up sending him the thing, but it was not before he gave me a very long lecture about the fact that he does not allow people to buy him things because he created those boundaries up front. And he said from the beginning, no, because I don't believe, I believe it's a form of buying obligation. I believe it's a form of buying affection. And that's just not how I do things. I want to get to know you. And he was like super serious. And my feelings were so hurt. <laughs> you buy me stuff now, baby. I do buy me stuff now. That. But it was just like while we were dating, he was very serious. And I learned from that. Um, and it just so happened we got married. But if it would have been somebody else, I probably would have paid more attention to doing that for myself. But understand, we practice what we preach as well. So mm -hmm. that's very important. This is not something that's new. That's, that's new. We, we, when we coach people, when we coach singles uh, singularly and we help them discover themselves, this is kind of one of the things that we go with as well as, you know, to, to let them know, hey, listen, you're going to have to guard this right. while your heart is healing. Because if yes. you don't guard this while your heart is healing, someone else will sneak in there and they may not mean to do it any harm, but you're going to open up to them anyway. Correct. Okay, so number three was have boundaries with your gift. Number four is you have to guard against manipulation. What do I mean by that? Mm -hmm. Don't receive gifts um, to, to don't receive gifts that create opportunities for other people. Right. That's what you when we love, when we show affection, we do that. Real affection, real love is mm -hmm. done from the bottom of your heart. Mm -hmm. Now, we do want reciprocity because we want to know that we're being received and appreciated. Right. You understand what I'm saying? But you don't want just by receiving that, you don't want to create opportunities for someone else. Correct. So when you guard against manipulation, you're guarding against sexual intimacy and sexual advances. Mm. You're guarding against apologies. You know that person who apologizes all the time and the only way they know to get through that is by buying flowers or by buying this. I love buying flowers, but I've never bought, bought flowers to apologize ever. Right. I just don't do that. Right. Okay. Or, um, or get you ob obligated to do something else or what well, can you do this for me or can you pay this for me or can you just do you know you don't listen don't let gifts get you pimped that's probably the best way to say that okay that's a good way to put it and the reason why understand it's not the gift itself it's what it represents the effort and sacrifice that they're portraying that they're putting up in advance for you when it's really a down payment don't want to do that okay Yes, ma'am. But also recognize that one thing that I, and I just really thank God for the wisdom he gave me even dating young, especially with kids. I, I kind of side-eyed people who spent a lot of money on me up front because for me, it takes less effort to spend a lot of money on somebody if you have it. Yes. 
Just because they can doesn't mean there is sentiment behind it. Mm. And I always paid attention to that kind of thing. I, I, I valued more if somebody did make me something. I valued more if somebody listened to a phone conversation and, and actually did something for me. I had a girlfriend, you know, mm-hmm. when her and her husband started dating, she was just like talking to him just randomly. She had just moved into an apartment and they were talking on the phone before they met. They met online. And she was like on that phone conversation, like, oh, my God, yeah, I just moved. And I just realized I don't have a trash can. Who moves without an, into an apartment and don't buy a trash can? Guess what? When he showed up to pick her up for her first date, he bought her a trash can and trash bags. That kind of thing right. means that's, something that's, as yeah. a gift. That yeah. means you put effort into it. A trash can is, is $10, $15. Trash bags is $10. That sort of thing makes sense. If that's somebody good. pulled up and was like, here, I bought you this necklace to commemorate our first date. I'm gonna look at you crazy because you're trying way too hard with something that seems to be um, indisposable to you or that disposable to you, disposable income. And so that's the kind of thing. I always pay attention to how much they're spending because just because they can doesn't mean they mean it. That's all. Absolutely. And so guard against manipulation. Mm -hmm. The very last way you do this, Mm -hmm. the very last way, that you protect your heart with this particular uh, love language is that you stay vigilant. Don't let what you're receiving uh, fog your mind about who you're receiving it from. Right. Right. Never stop looking at that person. Never stop assessing that person. Never stop because you're dating. Mm -hmm. You're in a temporary process of assessing that person for a permanent position in your life right so don't you stop assessing them just because they keep accessing you be careful stay vigilant all right Mm -hmm. that was that good that was really good thank you for listening to the soul ties podcast recorded live on facebook and distributed to itunes and soundcloud help us spread the word by rating us leaving a review and sharing and be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode if this episode has helped you and you're ready to begin your personal journey to freedom visit us at thesoultiesdetox.com if you have questions that you'd like us to answer live please visit us on facebook or instagram and twitter at ask the martins Thank you for tuning in to this week's Soul Ties podcast. We hope you enjoyed the program.